Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. Somewhere I'm always picturing Joe Sorrell in the back of my head after I announce my own show, Pop Culture Cosmos, right there for you. But you can go ahead and support those shows. Plus, also as well, LakersBall.com, Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out today the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, Laker Tom, and of course, our good friend, Mr. Jamie Sweet with his five things articles. And you can do that today at Lakerholics.com. Plus also as well, if you can like, share, subscribe, please go ahead and subscribe below Laker Tom today, right there for you, right at, of course, Lakers Fast Break on YouTube, right below. We won't bite. We promise. We promise. We won't bite. But if you can go ahead and like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Also as well, of course, everything going on with LakersBall.com. Ox1947 is right there for you each and every time out, each and every game out at LakersBall.com. Plus our live watch parties now available each and every game, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Once again, that's playback.tv slash lakers fast break go ahead and support us on all those platforms plus if you want your lawn transformed into something much more beautiful than it is today and you live in the southern california area please go ahead and support sin blades sin blades with the y.com and if you could do all that plus our good friends at the who pets podcast network it is sincerely appreciated well, if you were part of our live watch party on playback.tv, you got to see some smiles in the first half with a very, very good performance with the Lakers needing to go ahead and sweep the weekend in San Antonio. Mission one accomplished as the Lakers with a very strong first half and a very strong closeout to the game. We shouldn't talk too much about the third quarter because they are the absolute worst team in the NBA right now in the third quarter. That's actually backed up by stats. We want to go ahead and check that out on StatMuse. So unfortunately, after a strong 18-point lead, which they actually built up to 20-point lead in the first half, it actually got shrunk down in the third quarter with another poor performance in the third quarter, got down to as much as three. And actually, the Spurs had a chance to tie 
But transition, as I told Tom during the broadcast and Sean Grice, transition, transition, transition. The Lakers, when they push the ball, create easy points for themselves, create those opportunities. Yes, a lot of turnovers today, especially by LeBron, but still a lot of turnovers. Yes, but a lot of transition. We'll take that if the running game is going like it was. And we were also worried about AD. How would AD be when LeBron came back? And for the first three quarters, he seemed not really integrated all that well into the offense. Kind of snuck up on us when he found out how good of a game he was having. But by the end of the fourth quarter, in the when it mattered the most, down the stretch, AD pulled through with some nice shots, 25 points, 15 rebounds, four assists, and three blocks. Not quite the big numbers that he had in previous games, but still added on by LeBron James, 21 points, eight rebounds, unfortunately nine turnovers in his return back. But again, he looked a little rusty, but still out there effective enough. And he started driving to the basket, which was actually very important. Of course, also as well backed up by a vengeful Lonnie Walker, the fourth with 18 points, especially in that first half, he looked like he wanted to go ahead and send a message to his former team, the San Antonio Spurs and Austin Reeves chipped in with eight, but also a plus minus 15 for him and the Lakers pulled away from the San Antonio Spurs again, after giving up a big lead, but pulled away, which was the good part about it. 105 to 94. And here today to talk about the game, I'm hoping Sean Grice can make as well. He was part of our coverage earlier, but first man up, first man here. Good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today as the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom. Our Lakers chat is already starting the world's best Lakers chat. Hello to Zangerstein. I hope you had a tremendous Thanksgiving and happy Black Friday to everyone out there. Tom, have you found some good deals on the Lakers? Because the Lakers <laughs> found a good deal in San Antonio, especially in that first half. I've tried to save my money today, Gerald. So okay. I haven't I haven't taken advantage of any. I was trying to Black spend Friday it, but it got, the stuff I wanted got sold out. So I said, all right. Um no, it was a good game. It was the, the Lakers played a great first half and kind of, you know, it, it's one of those games where you just don't know what's happening because you've got a new point guard and Dennis Schroeder starting and you've got LeBron returning after a couple of weeks off. Um, and you've got AD coming off of four games where he's averaged 35 points and 15 rebounds. So what do you expect? You know, and you're playing a team that you've already beaten once you're going to play them again tomorrow night. You, you basically already have checked them off of your list as three wins. Um, and you know, it is the NBA, and even though they're they may be one of the worst three teams in the league, um, they have guys who can play, and so they came out. Um, it's kind of interesting when you look at the box score of this game, because what the box score of this game really revealed is where the talent is on this team, where the legitimate role players, their legitimate rotation players, excuse me, starters and guys who are part of the top eight or nine players on the team. Right now, we've only got four guys. And they all four played extremely well. Anthony Davis, LeBron James, aside from the turnovers that Gerald pointed out, um, and Lonnie Walker, who wanted to have a great game against San Antonio and did. Uh, he was a top, he has plus 18 at the top. Uh, LeBron and AD had a plus 16. 
and Austin Reeves with a plus 15 and, and some excellent plays on Reeves' part. Um, so you got those four guys carrying the team, and, and it was enough to beat a team uh, like the Spurs, you know. Um, we found out the other day that it wasn't enough when you got four guys like that when you're trying to beat a team like the Suns. So there's a big difference there. And if anything jumped out at me from this game, it was that, number one, I thought we did return to playing better defense, to hold them to 94 points. And, you know, when you look at the quarter scores and you take out that third quarter, we held them to 21, 20, and 19 in the other three quarters. That's in the modern era with a three-point shot and no and take fouls being added to the to increase the number of points scored per game that's one heck of a defensive performance by the lakers um they need to you know they need to just keep winning they need to they need to win out in november and then do a good job in the first half of december and stay close to stay close to being a 500 team the the way that other teams have had problems and a lot of teams are in a similar situation, it's maybe not as deep in the hole as the Lakers are, but we're only two or three games away or a win streak of three or four or five games from being able to start to see some sunlight. So I think the front office can be a little bit patient. I think they do need to, I would hope that they are engaged with the teams that are the prospective trade partners, just so that if something comes up, they'll at least get a phone call that, you know, Hey, we're going to trade Miles Turner here, or we're going to trade, uh, uh, we're going to trade my Harkonnen and Markinen, and we're going to trade Clarkson. And uh, are you interested? Um, I hate to see the Lakers just sitting here and waiting for people to call them. I, I, I mean, I've never, I've never believed that that was a huge advantage in a negotiating whoever made the first call. Not, not in situations like this where it's an obvious trade that's been discussed by lots of people um that's more for the situation where somebody comes up with a trade that nobody thought would be offered before so i thought it was a, a good win for the lakers they did what they had to do they closed out the game strong ad even though my biggest gripe probably is that they did not really do the things that i thought they should do to make sure that ad had the kind of game like he had last time um I thought that AD came through late in the game. And this was very similar to the last game where he really came through in the fourth quarter. Um, that's good to see. You know, we need to see more of that. You know, we, we went through a period where AD had great first halves and poor second halves. Now he seems to be coming through and having strong second halves. And that's a good sign. Um, if LeBron didn't have his nine turnovers, we would have probably won this game by 30. So can't complain you know we move on we play these same guys tomorrow night at five o'clock and uh i hope we get uh at that point in time i hope we've won five out of six we just got to keep going along that route absolutely absolutely indeed but also here today as part of the lakers fast break good man indeed he is the man behind Simblaze.com. If you want your lawn transformed, go ahead and check it out today. If you're the Southern California area at Simblaze.com. Plus also as well, he roams around our live coverage from time to time on playback.tv. And of course, everything that he does for Lakersball.com. It is a guy who I will not haze or officially say he has to do it, but it's the guy, according to our bet, has actually technically kind of lost the one chip challenge 
If he decides to take it, that's all on him. So I'm legally not binding him by doing so. He's a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he does for Lakers fast break. It's Joe Sorrow. Joe, as I absolve myself, as Laker Tom mentioned during the broadcast, from hazing you or trying to coerce you into it, allowing you to make your own judgment, good to see the Lakers playing so well for three of the four quarters this evening. Well, I did join a fraternity in college and well we can part, go do that but then again you part of part of the out. part of the legendary uh stay is includes a lot of things that you weren't supposed to do that you did and i'm a, I'm a stickler for good tv so i would have never done the one chip challenge unless it was something of of good cause i i'm a i'm a spicy eater in general but i'm not a kill myself to eat either so i know that most will get a kick out of this and then you know maybe the knowledge of how hot it is will 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 be something that i can find out um well, Gerald, I'm I'm sure gonna, we'll find that out too well i'm gonna let you i'm gonna i'm gonna let you pick the day so you can prepare i'd like this to be somewhat of an event Okay. So pick pick the pick the show pick the day. Okay. Uh, give me uh, give me some time, and I know you know Amazon is a pretty quick delivery, so I'll, I'll go ahead and start looking tonight. For that, they just may drop it off your door by the end of the show. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I probably should have just ordered it anyways, but uh, I, we I could put I, up a special batch for you, I, Joe. Yeah, I know. I I I've been there's a there's a a yellow one and a black one, which is interesting because those are my colors. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to flip a coin on that, on which one I'm going to get, uh, or if the audience wants to, you know, vote on which one I should get. All I know is the black one turns your mouth black. Uh, the only thing that turns black, that's good in your mouth is maybe black licorice, but that tastes like garbage. Uh, and I don't eat black licorice, uh, maybe some Jaeger here and there, but I'm not, I'm not 18 anymore. I actually drink real stuff now as a man. Um, Anyways, going back to the game, we'll we'll get to the one chip challenge. I'm sure everybody's gonna love that that unveiling. I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to enjoy the Anthony Davis reckoning. It's it's something that you don't see too often, especially in the NBA these days, uh, where you just watch a guy who looks like he isn't even trying destroy you. It's a really 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 beautiful thing to watch. I, I think we've all seen it to a degree. Uh, kind of got a little bit of the short end of it because we had two different seasons with with uh, 2020. I am going to try and enjoy what I'm watching with Anthony Davis because it's it's just a rare thing to watch someone master his his profession and the, the way he does. And I'm just happy about that. And obviously, of course, number one, when uh, about the win, I didn't fear that we were going to lose this game, even when they were down into a two point lead. Uh, the Spurs are not that good. I know that we held them to 94 points, Tom, but most of that was because they were missing shots. They almost looked like us at the beginning of the year. Yeah, agreed. Uh, they missed a lot of open shots, but I'll take it. I think we need some of these games so that we can get back on track. Uh, I did look at the schedule. Uh, the schedule happens to the, the the crucial, I'd say the crucial front end of this 
schedule coincides almost a day early with the, I I guess, the clearance of the trades in December 15th. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been some word that uh, the the and again I'm not going by this. This is just what I heard. The Lakers might be waiting on some some things to clear up in, on the 15th. Uh, my suggestion on that is I don't know what they would be waiting for. There there are some players on this team that unfortunately should not be playing on this team, and the only way to not play them is to switch them out for other players. Uh, because I just don't think they're good enough. Uh, and that's really where, where I'll leave it. I don't want to sit here and bash none and bash Beverly and all that, especially after Beverly's situation. You, you guys know how I feel about Beverly. But I will, I will, I will, I, I, I will say this. I, I was very uh, proud of him for defending Austin. We don't, we don't get a chance to see that a lot nowadays because the league – finds you, suspends you, and decimates you for, for sticking up for your guys. Well, this was not only based, the three-game suspension that Patrick Beverly got for this was not just based on what he did during that game. This was based also off of his previous conduct that was actually stated in the official statement by the NBA. Well, I don't care. I don't care about their official statement. This is a context situation. He pushed Aiton because Aiton's a punk and thought he'd be kicking somebody who was on the ground who probably wouldn't defend himself anyways because he's a nice guy. And he, uh, he he stuck up for Austin. And uh, mm-hmm. if it were me, I'd be suspended for 10 games because he probably would have got an elbow to the jaw. But then again, that's 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 my era. That's Lambeer and Charles Oakley and those guys. Probably why I would have never made it in the NBA. But anyways, with that, great win. Nothing... Ever, it's, it's, it's never an empty moment when you beat the Spurs, especially when you beat them in San Antonio and seeing Greg Popovich being angry. Uh, I'd like to do a double dose tomorrow and go 3-0 and this year against the Spurs. The Lakers will be seeing at 7-11. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then maybe with some luck, we can see if they can end the month Two games under 500. That would be a gigantic win. And then there's going to be a little bit of a, a death run here with uh, Milwaukee, Washington, Cleveland, Toronto, Philly, and Detroit all on the road. This is crucial. This is a crucial run. And, and all but can, one of those teams are above 500. Cor- correct. And if they can somehow manage a 500 record before they get waxed by the Celtics on the 13th, then we're going to see if this – oh, well, they're waiting for the 15th to come to see what they're going to do. But they are desperate need of releasing some of these guys and getting some some productive players because they are two or three productive players away from having a shot here, just having a shot. And until then, we can enjoy the Spurs wins. We can enjoy the – hopefully the Wizards wins and the Detroit wins. But we're going to end up looking like – how we did against the Phoenix teams if we don't get reinforcements. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know. Condolences to me. Wow, man. Right. I, I just had talked about that and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news? information original videos articles podcasts opinion pieces and discussions about the los angeles lakers well look no further than lakerholics.com with a legion of followers always there talking about everything lakers and the nba there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run so stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. I agree. What with happened you on to that. Thomas Bryant tonight? Was he injured or anything? I didn't hear anything. No, I think Maybe it was Deanna just uh, DNP. 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 Wow. I I I wanted to because Winion didn't have a good game, and I thought Winion. I thought Winion was touching the ball almost everywhere he was going. I thought he was playing. I thought he's been these. This is the best years I've ever seen him play. Everybody, everybody. In the I, I disagree. With you. I, I thought he looked lousy tonight. Uh, mm-hmm, you know, we yeah. commented on the show how out of place he was his defense. I know Zangerstein yeah. and I agree that that if he plays the five, it's really hard for him because he cannot box out. He has yeah. no strength. He needs to play Poto the four. was just manhandling him underneath. I think tomorrow night you will see a little bit of dose of Thomas Bryant. Maybe alongside. Hopefully uh, tomorrow Brian night we'll Brady. see Reeves start instead of. Dennis Schroeder. Dennis, I have man. a feeling you're going to see either AD or LeBron. Schroeder is. Yeah, well, it's probably likely that LeBron wouldn't play on a back-to-back. At least I don't want him to play back-to-backs. But uh, well, you can you can call tonight him trying to play. I mean, I he he was struggling. Yeah, his calf. He was having issues. AD he, was tonight with his calf. Yeah, yeah but I but that but whenever you see him use those guns, it's it's cramps, man. That's what those okay. guns are for. I hope so. There's a stimulate. There's the stimulate so that you don't have a cramp. So that, and they have a cramp, they basically start shooting those things. Well, also here today to hey, talk Sean. about today's game is a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out whenever he's here at the Lakers fast break. It's the Madman from Toronto, the guy who cannot get out of Toronto traffic. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice. 
Sean, you know, obviously we've spoken about the good with the Lakers, but with me, there's still an area of concern. That's something we brought up during our live watch party. I actually brought up the stats with StatMuse because StatMuse.com says clearly the Lakers are the absolute worst team statistically in the third quarter. We managed to go ahead and Joe's words using the 20-point scheme, the Joe Soro theory, theory was in effect. 20-point lead down to three with a chance to tie in that third quarter. Your thoughts on what they need to do to correct this, and if they don't against good teams, it's going to be really hard to make up for those bad third quarters. Uh, absolutely, Gerald. I, I believe that was uh, another third quarter where they at least uh, the point differential was 10 or above. I think mm -hmm. in in 17 of their games, I, I, I'm guess uh, off the top of my head, I'm guessing at least 10 to 15 uh, were games where they had a third quarter where they were negative 10 plus. Um, it, it, it's been difficult to watch and but you've said it from the, the, you know, the third or fourth game on, Gerald, that uh, there's something about the, the coaching or the, the inability to uh, make the correct adjustments at halftime. And um, Darvin Ham is just getting out coached in the third quarter. That's, that's a pattern. Minus 15.7 points in the third quarter. We're 30th in the league. That's that's <laughs> atrocious. That's 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 it's unbelievable that we're we're six and eleven now. Uh, well, good. I actually we're also we're also just, we're just, also last in the league in or second to last in the league in the first quarter. Yeah. So despite despite all that and despite the poor and despite the uh, dreadful shooting, somehow this team finds themselves. They're six and eleven. If they win tomorrow, they're seven and eleven. That's you could pretty much um, build some momentum off that. I know, I know it looks kind of looks like a jackknife coming at you with the Bucks and the Cavs and the the Raptors, but you just you never know night to night in the NBA. Some guys just think they can take the night off and. Uh, <clears throat> it, it, it's going to be an easy W, but you know I've been I've been to enough basketball games in my life and seen enough to know that you know you just never know night to night, and I I, I just think that uh, look we talked about it tomorrow tomorrow is just as a must win as tonight was, and wow. if if they play like they did tonight tomorrow, they're probably going to lose because like Joe was saying. The Spurs were missing a lot of shots, so if you don't come out with with uh, a consistent effort tomorrow, I don't think they're gonna win. I hope they do, but but you know tonight was was up and down. Uh, you're up 18 at the half. You're like Tom said, they have a minus 15.7. I think Tom said. Yep. And and I believe they were outscored 34 to 20. So that's just basically around the average. That's basically a third quarter for the Lakers this year. Um, you know, I agree with, with basically everything Joe said. <laughs> you know, if you have two to three more productive players, um, you know, that negative for, that negative differential, you, you could get it down significantly. But until that happens... 
Um, there's just no there. Darvin Ham doesn't have any magic beans. Like he's a first year head coach with uh, you know a limited talented roster that that's top heavy, and after Lonnie Walker gets really thin. Well, I'll tell you what. Also, as well, the Lakers are shooting well from the free throw line, right around eighty yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. The fact that LeBron has one of his worst free throw shootings ever at sixty six percent. Russell Westbrook is seventy five percent, which is actually encouraging. And of course, AD is in the eighties, and Austin Reeves is in the nineties. So, Joe, getting back to you before I hit it back to Tom, I want to go ahead and just ask how important it is now that, that we've seen in previous seasons. Tom and I have always noted, as far as the poor free throw shooting. How important is it that the Lakers are hitting their free throws and are consistently doing well from the free throw line? Well, it's important because it's probably won us two or three games. Yeah. And that's what free throw shooting does, especially when your big man is shooting 80, almost 85%. Yes. It's, all, it's, it's a deflating feeling when you can't guard this guy and he's fluid and can shoot and can get to the basket and can get offensive rebounds. I think AD had 11 defensive rebounds, which – you know, it just it's very shack like when when you hear that. That means you basically miss a shot, it's over. You know, you got you, our guy's gonna rebound the, the ball. Um the I want I want Laker fans to understand this, those who are watching the show. We might sound uh like we're looking at the negative here, but we're not. I'll tell you what 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 we're looking at here. We're looking at a team that has LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the team. We have to be like this because we're not supposed to be 6-11. and 11. And LeBron, once he fixes whatever he's trying to fix health-wise, he's not going to be turning the ball over eight, nine times. He's going to somewhat get back to kind of LeBron of 38, let's hope. AD's doing what he's doing. Huge help. And then Russell Westbrook, Tended to go back into his terrible side today, but that's a little bit more manageable, you know, with Darvin Ham uh, at least because he's he's done something then mentally that that that's that's working. He was Uh, effective though with in the pick and roll with AD. Tom noted that several times. See, and that's the problem, guys. See, if there's more spacing there with some threat, Russell Westbrook's game changes. AD's game gets easier, so. This waiting game, I know the rules of the NBA. I know who's available and who's not. I know that no one wants to deal with us, but it's still not a good enough excuse. There needs to be reinforcements on this team to enhance AD. God help the league. He is doing what he's doing without any enhancements. Um, not uh, pharmaceutical guys I'm talking about in the game. In the, in the like game. Miles Turner. Uh, so I, I have to continue to this narrative that there needs to be something here, guys, because they are two to three guys away from competing in the playoffs. Maybe not winning a championship at this moment, but just watching Nunn, watching Schroeder. Lonnie Walker was Jekyll and Hyde today, guys. We, we are playing a lot of guys, and, you know, I'm going to give props to Reeves. Reeves was great tonight. But we have too many role players that are playing – star minutes we need some guys to get in here to really see if we can get ad and mvp imagine if we get the right guys in a few weeks here and 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 the lakers go on a run 
AD could be in an MVP discussion, and I already have him. If he doesn't get injured, I already have him as a defensive player of the year because I think he's going to lead the league in blocks before it's all said and done, and he'll definitely be in the the top three in rebounding. So that's kind of where I'm at on that, and we'll we'll see what, what happens next. Laker, Tom, something you, that you brought up again that Joe's brought up before is the tough road ahead in December. And the reason why that we, as, as Joe said, we're not trying to bash the Lakers, but we point out realistic things. Everything is great so far as far as San Antonio, three of the four quarters. They look tremendous, pushing the ball up, transition. But that third quarter, you cannot make those kind of mistakes in the third quarter against good teams. It's, it's okay against these bad teams because you see that they, they can go ahead and make up for it. But, you know, they've got to start getting out of these bad habits of the third quarter. It's concerning to me. I know it's concerning to you as well. Well, I think the whole point that Joe's making and the point that I made in the last time I talked is we really only have four guys who are producing consistently. Four guys who basically should all start, you know, and everybody knows it's LeBron, AD, you know, Lonnie and, and Austin. Those are the four guys who are delivering for us. And if we can replace those, if we can then take the next four guys in the lineup who should be none, Beverly, you know, and uh, I don't know who else you'd throw in there, but the next four guys in the lineup aren't doing their job. And they are the ones who need to be shoved back to be the 10th, 11th, and 12th players. And we need to bring in a better fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth player that might even be part of the top plans. So it, there's a couple of really weird things that happened tonight that, that the Thomas Bryant benching is interesting to me because why would they, knowing that their weakness is the backup center, one of the weaknesses they have is who's going to back up AD. And I thought Bryant had a pretty good game last time. Maybe it's because of the previous injuries they're putting, you know, it's a, and it's a back-to-back. Maybe, Maybe but I haven't heard tomorrow. anything about it, and it's kind of funny. The second thing is, is that, it makes it even more distressing when I look down and I see that we gave up 20 rebounds, offensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. Pretty we ugly gave up 20 offensive rebounds, which led to them getting 17 more shots at the basket than we did. Thank God we were playing some defense and they were shooting poorly. Because when you give up 24 offensive rebounds and you give a team 20% more shots than you got, they shot 100 shots to our 83 you're lucky to win the game. Um, and then and then the last thing is this whole thing about the third quarters. Compare that with the second quarter. Because mm-hmm. while you guys were talking, I took a look at the second quarter. The Lakers have the best second quarter stats of anybody. Their net rating is 21, best in the league. Now think back, though. Think back to the second quarters that we've seen us have. We saw some comebacks in the second quarter that were really impressive, just as much as we've seen us fall apart in the third quarter. Um, I found it interesting that that Darwin Ham has been exchanging messages and texting, you know, with the former coach of the Utah Jazz, getting help there. Quinn Snyder? Um, yeah, Quinn Snyder. And, and what's fascinating about it is Quinn is doing it pro bono. Um, so he's just really asking Darwin questions and helping him, you know, and they both were on Mike Brown's staff and they both were under, on, under, um, uh, all four, all, all four assistant coaches right. under Mike Bo- Boonholzer 
are all head coaches now. Yeah, Darvin and Mike, Ham, and Mike Brown's Taylor not doing Jenkins. a bad job, is he? Yeah, not not bad at all. But anyway, the, what's interesting about it is that I I think. See, the one thing that Darwin had is he had control over choosing his staff, and he did not bring in an experienced coach. Um, and a lot of people could understand why. You know, you want Quinn Snyder sitting there as the associate coach? If you run into a tough stretch, you know, it's pretty easy for them to say, mm-hmm. kick that guy out and move a guy up, man. And mm-hmm. But I think there's at times that we need somebody because – when I look at the 21-point second-quarter advantage versus the 17-negative third-quarter advantage, it tells me something that the other coaches, the other veteran coaches are making adjustments at halftime that we are not covering. I mean, that's the only way you can interpret this information. And so, to me, it, you know, I mean, I com- my first comment when I read the story about Quinn Snyder was, why don't we offer Quinn a job, man? I mean, you can just keep the job until until Pops retires and you take over the Spurs, man. It's it's it'll come in as a consultant even. So you don't. It all depends have, on know. his contract. Remember, it all depends on his contract. Yeah, he's so. getting paid by somebody else already. So yeah, yeah. Maybe would you like to of, get paid this for sitting on yeah. your lawn, or would you like to get well, paid you this? Know, just give him a ticket next to the bench, man. <laughs> give him a season I, ticket, I, you know, and bring him in. And I, I also think, out of out of respect, I, 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 unless you're looking for a new head coach, I wouldn't offer him a position. Yeah, no, uh, I, 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 there's definitely that whole issue there that it, that you don't want to undermine the head coach. Well, it would but, be nepotism because he actually was an assistant coach for the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, no, but it but it does say something about the fact that a Ham needs to either learn fast and get better or B next season, they will force him to, you know, bring in somebody with some experience. Mm -hmm. Um, After all, we've got our top three coaches here. Uh, Ham, uh, the guy from Atlanta that he brought up. uh, I can't remember his name and uh, Phil Handy. All three of our top coaches are development guys. They're player development specialists. They're not, you know, they're not defensive or offensive specialists. They're they're really designed to work with a young team, um, and and then they got them a young team to work with, and you know, and some of the players have done well, and some of them have, you know, like I I think Troy Brown for example, and Thomas Bryant, and um, if he was the eleventh and twelfth guy on this team, that would be great, but when they're the fourth and fifth guys on this team. Like Joe says, that's not enough to cut it. You know, we need we need to upgrade the roster and shove back, you know, just shove back so that we just we need we need among the we need eight guys. Every team's gotta have eight men because that's the rotation you're gonna play in the playoffs. Unless you're an unusually deep team. You're gonna go with eight guys because that gives everybody a good solid twenty plus minutes a game. Nobody's everybody gets in rhythm and 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 you limit you limit the amount of time that you're the second half, the, the worst half of your roster plays. That's how you win in the playoffs. Well, I will say that once again, though, the Lakers did end up winning, pulling away at the very end. Very solid game from AD. LeBron came back, came back. Actually, Sean Grice, 
you and I, I think, picked the right score in our poll in the live watch party. He got in between 20 and 25 points, nine turnovers, but still not too bad as far as 21, eight, and and as far as eight and five, 21, eight and five, not too bad. Could have been better, obviously, especially with the turnovers, but still enough transition, 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 transition. As long as this team has a lot of transition and points, they can stay within anyone and can stay in games a lot better than when they're in the half court game. A hundred percent, Gerald. And uh, I, I'm not sure if uh, if they've released it yet, but I'm, I'm sure we'll find out that uh, I, I think it'll be uh, uh, DMP tomorrow. I think it'll be rest. Um, yeah. So he looked a little rusty, but I mean, that's to be expected. He's, yeah. he's 37. He'll be 38 in a few weeks. Got better um, as the game went on, though. He did. That's uh, you know he was he was feeling confident, uh, like Gerald said, attacking in transition. He, that fourth quarter, though, with ads, he started to work ad a lot more effectively. We talked about didn't we talk about how the first three quarters we were mad about how ad was not being utilized well in the offense, and yeah. all of a sudden we look up and oh, twenty five points. What are you doing? Yeah, absolutely. Um. He finished the fourth quarter strong. I believe he seven points, three rebounds, and I think he finished with uh, two blocks yeah. in the fourth quarter. So uh, very impressive, and and it's good to see him assert himself. Um, you know, I talked about this repeatedly, Gerald, and uh, I, I just thought that uh, for whatever reason, whether it was just timing, whether it was just uh, early season jitters, that uh, – once he decided to assert himself, there's he's. Yeah, I, I I said it on um, on uh, on our live uh, playback show that uh, he reminds me of uh, that dear John bomb from uh, Doctor Strangelove. It's just when it drops, that's it's over because it, it's it's a three level score at that point. He can hit from 17 to 20 feet. So what do you try and do? Well, you can try in front of him, but he's skilled enough and he's long enough to understand that he can either get by you or he can just lay into, you know, 12 or 13 footer. And he's dominant at the rim again. Um, Like Gerald was saying, get him more lobs. He should be, you should be trying getting him at least three lobs a quarter uh, yeah. when he's in there, uh, the high advantage he has. And you saw him work well with Westbrook tonight on that. Of, of course. I mean, my God, I, I hope they exploit that tomorrow and they, they just keep going, running it over and over again because it, it just seemed to be working. Well, you know what, my friend, I'm hoping that they will go ahead and take the game as far as the first two quarters and also as well the fourth quarter and use that as far as a model for what they need to focus on for tomorrow's game. Most likely LeBron will be sitting out. I mean, we don't know that for sure yet, but you know, either him or AD are going to probably be sitting out tomorrow back to back just to make sure that they're okay going forward. But once again, the Lakers do go ahead and win 105 to 94 Joe, we'll be taking the One Chip Challenge in the future, but before we head on out, my friend, I wanted to go ahead and give some special notifications to 
some good folks out there on Twitter, Evolving Cause, much appreciated as far as what you do to support our cause here at the Lakers Fast Break. Zangerstein, you've been incredible in the chat room. Everybody, as far as the chat room, where we have such a great time. The best Lakers chat room that's out there, Tycoon Rave as well. You've been awesome so far in the chat. But Joe, focusing in on what we need to do to finish out the the weekend strong, thinking that we're probably going to have one of our stars out for the lineup for tomorrow. What do you think the Lakers need to do to consistently go ahead and do well over the course of four quarters tomorrow? Uh, continue to play. They had 21 turnovers tonight. Yeah. If they cut those to 11, even if they shoot a little worse, I think they win the game. Mm-hmm. We can talk about spacing all we want, um, why this opened up here, why this opened up there. Um, why did LeBron start playing well in the fourth quarter? Well, if you watch the flow of the game, when LeBron is playing hardened ball, he usually is lousy. At least he has been this year. Petting my cat has noted that on several occasions, yes. and correctly so. Yes, I will uh, cite petting my cat on that one. Team replay, hashtag team replay. Yes. Uh, and you saw it tonight. This is not something you need to really document. You can see it with your own eyes. Basketball, again, is not a complicated game. Uh, we know LeBron's strengths. We know his weaknesses. Uh, AD has shown weaknesses before this year, or even at the beginning of the year a little, but he has been showing no weaknesses the last two weeks. Go ahead, Sean. Bangerstein, I guess, left a comment that you want to respond to. Is that correct, Sean? That's correct. That's correct. Um I understand what Zanger is saying, that um, because you have a collapse of defense in the paint when Anthony Davis is um, driving or in flight, but the difference is, is that when he's aggressive, the fouls are called. That that's that's the big difference. When when he is aggressive. The fouls are called, and that, and that, then at that point, the defense has to respect the fact that if they do collapse, not only is he probably going to get the law, but it's going to be an and one. Like when I was talking earlier about him being special, that's the difference. That's the next level. It's a guy who finishes three-point plays. It's a guy who demands three or four guys in the paint. And he's still able to finish or or make uh, an opportunity for his guys. So that's the level he's playing at. So I I think that while Zanger's correct, if if he's passive, that's correct. But he's over the past ten days he's been nothing short of aggressive, and you just need to there's a, there's there's an old saying just it's called feed the beast feed the stud. That's that's what you do. You keep feet. You keep you keep releasing the kraken until somebody tries to smite him down. Yeah. So well, C- Seattle released the kraken tonight on the Golden Knights, unfortunately for me. But I will say <laughs> that uh, you know tomorrow night. Uh, you know what? Actually, I wouldn't be surprised though, Joe and Sean. You know, I know Laker Tom's out right now, but I would be surprised if we see AD the one that sits down. 
Mm. No. No, no, no. I, 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 I would ride the lightning with him. You don't. You I, don't I, I know I would too. I would ride the lightning, man. You don't mess with that. First of all, AD is a 29-year-old in his prime player. This is not a 37-year-old. Uh, I'm who's... not. I, I... Just saying that's a possibility. If they, if mean. I don't, first of all, I don't think that's going to happen. You would, I, you would get destroyed if you're Darvin. If you're, if I'm a, a media guy there, I, I would seriously be aggressive and asking Darvin Ham what you're doing. Yeah, uh, you can't do that, LeBron. Okay. I got okay, it. well, because the reason why I'm saying is just he just quoted to Dave McMenamin on the, if he'll play the second leg of the back-to-back tomorrow. The fact that we're asking that question goes to show you how soft we've become. Well, hold on. Quote, unquote, uh, there's a strong possibility I'll play tomorrow. I just sat out two weeks. I'm good. Who said oh. this? LeBron. Oh, oh well, I I, mm. I I didn't think about LeBron sitting either. I, I, I I'm, But I'm, I get it if they, if they did sit him. But you're so, so – you're not letting any continuity build here. Sorry, I, I know you know he's old, but we need some continuity, and there isn't any at the moment. Yeah. LeBron needs yeah. to stop with the turnovers. Uh, he is a smarter player, at least from what he tells us. Hmm. Uh, sometimes he does some plays I don't get. I don't get. That's not a athleticism issue or a old age issue. It's a something's not clicking uh, above the neck issue. Uh, turnovers are detrimental against a good team it's easy to do these things when there's a team that's not good and not shooting well which is what the spurs did tonight Mm -hmm. um we're still a bad team record wise so sitting here and saying that the spurs are bad uh it's kind of funny i I was kind of thinking that during the during the the, during the game i'm like well we're a 5 and 11 team what what are we complaining about (laughs) you know However, we have a stretch here that's going to essentially set the base for the team for the season. And if there's no acquisitions of substance this next month, we are going to be in a, in a bad position. Uh, there was a play talking about spacing, talking about AD's ability. There was a play in the fourth quarter that I, I I figured was the was the clincher in the game, which was an offensive rebound uh, from a bad LeBron shot that AD put back with two guys on him. I mean, there was like this much room. Got it in at a, at a, as an and one. That's how much effort that needs to be to convert because of the terrible spacing. Spacing in the NBA is already paramount. It's doubly paramount in a LeBron James offense when LeBron James's athleticism is probably down to 60% of what he used to be. And then you have AD, whose entire game is based off of everything, who needs spacing as well. And if you want him to make those mid-range shots, you're going to need to have a threat on the other side of the court. Otherwise, there's going to be contested shots or somebody underneath them trying to do something and it's going to mess up his vision. So I am standing on the fact that the Lakers are ascending, but management now needs to start really focusing on, actually I should say deciding if they want this team to compete this year. If they don't, They will not make an acquisition. They will run the team 
for what it is, and we will have a wasted Anthony Davis season. Because Anthony Davis, barring an injury, will be a first-team All-NBA, a top-three MVP, and quite possibly a Defensive Player of the Year this year. And if you don't take advantage of that, you are a fool. And you should be not only fired, but never work in the NBA again. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You've heard others, but nothing could prepare you for the shameful stupidity that is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Here, Imran. So if you offend everyone at once, it all it's a wash. I've covered everybody. Anthony. Sorry, I was texting. Say that again. And Rug Boy. Yeah, whenever there's a snowstorm, my slack hole tightens up. As they talk over one another. Just exactly uh, the same Connor as, was J- the as Terminator. We're talking over each other. It's fine. Sorry. Swear. I had boobies. And ask you for money. Just give us the money. Witness the hubris as they claim to be the world's authority on comic book movies. Who's that? Never said that. You've never said that. Who cares? A jock said that. Comic book, TV, movie reviews, news, and whatever they choose. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. It can't be silly, goofy fun. Seriously, people really listen to this. Jock uh. and Nerd! Well, one of the things I do want to go ahead and mention before we head on is something that Tom and Sean and I talked about on the Lakers live stream, the live watch party that we had at playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. You should be a part of the fun because we had some really good conversations that you're missing out on. Unfiltered conversations from time <laughs> to time with Laker Tom and Joe Soro and Sean Grice all there dropping whatever they can usually. But before we head on out, guys, wanted to go ahead and ask, in regards to the starting lineup, we talked about LeBron James and the fact that it is so much better when the Lakers are in transition because we all know that they don't shoot well. They shot 30% for tonight from three. We all know that the struggles they have from the outside. We all know the struggles with the spacing issues, as Joe astutely pointed out as well. Guys, I think we need to go ahead and see. I think this Patrick Beverly three-game suspension might have served maybe as a blessing in disguise because it really shows that with Dennis Schroeder in there, it's not going to get it done. He cannot, he does not like to push the ball in transition actually slows the ball down when there's opportunities for transition. When LeBron is at the point and when LeBron is pushing the ball, I know petting my cat, you're talking about the James Harden 24 second, him dribbling ball ISOs from time to time. And that's true. But 
There's no one better on the Lakers roster to do what the Lakers do best, and that's push the ball in transition. Plus, if you put them at the point guard, it allows you to go ahead and put in an Austin Reeves to get more size. Laker Tom, Sean, Joe, I'm going to ask you all the same thing. Is this something that you might want to consider for not only tomorrow's game, but as we go forward as far as keeping these smaller guards out of the starting lineup? Yes. Yes. Short and sweet. How does that, you know, in the case of, uh, you know, the Lakers, how will that make the team better? At least it's get, you know, the, the start of the first and third quarters. I don't even think it's a case of, I think what you saw tonight, and I think these two things kind of go together. We saw a team that got out, that gave up 20 offensive rebounds and 17 more shots at the hoop than the other team. That tells me that we lack size. And yet our backup center, we have two backup centers, both of whom don't shoot a lot of threes, but have experience shooting threes. And both were brought in because they theoretically could be stretched stretch fives. However, Thomas Bryant didn't play a single minute tonight. It tells me that we need to make a trade for size. We need to trade for Miles Turner. We need to get a second big man in there who can shoot from outside so that he doesn't have to clog up the middle for Anthony Davis. Um, that just seems to jump out at me that this whole, what happens when you play Anthony Davis at the five and LeBron James at the four is they're playing against guys that are the same size as they are. You lose the whole positional advantage that you get when you play LeBron, Anthony Davis at the four, where he always is bigger than the player he's against or LeBron at the three, where you, again, he has positional size advantage. Now, you can win multiple ways, so I don't have a problem if we decide that, okay, AD's going to play the five and LeBron's going to play the four, but then you don't put out a six-foot-five Austin Reeves as your three. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you put out a six-foot-eight or a six-foot-nine guy, you know, so that you got size at that position. I mean, we've all seen year after year now, for three years in a row, Rob Palenka has, is signing up guys as, as our wings who are 6'5 to 6'1. You can't win in this league with that. Or you're going to have a big disadvantage that you're going to have to cover up. And we always seem to have too many guards and not enough wings. And we're in the exact same situation right now with that. So this, this game, if nothing else, tells you that, and these are good things. Number one, Anthony Davis can still put up some pretty good numbers even when the team isn't doing their best job of taking advantage of that. Second, LeBron James was a little shaky coming back, but he got better as the game went on, and you know he's not going to turn the ball over nine times in the next game. Number three, Lonnie Walker definitely is showing that he can be a starting shooting guard on a championship-caliber team. And then Austin Reeves showed that he should have been starting tonight, or he should be the star off the bench, one or the other. And then the last thing is, is that just like we started this whole evening off with Joe saying we needed four new guys. We need to replace none. We need to replace Beverly. We need to replace the guys that aren't doing the job and shove them, either trade them or shove them back further down into the rotation and go out and get three or four good players who can give us a rotation of seven, eight 
players who really are legitimate quality NBA players. Well, again, I, I think that something the Lakers do need to go to is more size because Schroeder and Beverly are not getting done. Yeah. Uh, Sean agreed. I think you were agreeing with us during the live broadcast. Is something you agree to, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent, Gerald. A hundred percent. We, 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 we need to stop playing, uh, the lollipop guild backcourt. It's, uh, we need some size there. We need to be able to at least um, defend somewhat admirably. Um, at this point in time, Pat Bev is just out there to basically maybe try and fluster you every now and again. Um, he's he's not even. He used to be one of the best guards at drawing offensive fouls. He would. Hester, um, Pluck, um, basically just try and do everything but get, but get in your, your ear and your head. And, um, you know, he's lost the ability to move laterally, basically. And w- when that happens to these guys, they, you know, they end up becoming a detriment rather than a benefit out there because the thing they were able to do well isn't there anymore and and it's actually toxic so and i don't mean to say that he is toxic but his game is out there because he can't shoot the three anymore right. he can't defend uh he won't try to make a layup he'll pass no every time. it seems like he's just he's unconfident or maybe even maybe even petrified to uh try and, and make a layup. Um, there's just there's just a significant lack of talent in the backcourt right now. It's 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 hurting. It is indeed, uh, Joe. I mean, uh, I think a move to uh, some more size would help the Lakers, especially coming out of the locker room in the third quarter. Your thoughts on that before we head on out? Sure, <laughs> but who's who's talented enough to put in there? Well, uh, starting Austin Reeves, putting him well, in the starting lot. Well, Austin, place of- Austin, I was impressed with Austin's ball handling skills today. Boy, he looked, you know, the turnaround ball around his back, that dishing it to LeBron. And, it, it, you know, this is a second season. If he's going to be dribbling the ball like that on the fast break, I can only hope that this guy improves in something else in the next year and then the next year just – hoping that the Lakers don't let him go like he's, they've let every other greatly developed young player that no one expected would be good. I, as far as uh, bringing in players to make this work, I, I'm not feeling it, uh, a lot of positiveness out of Indiana. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton was quoted today saying, we're too good to tank. If that is indeed true and the Pacers want Halliburton for the future, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go. It doesn't sound good. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to have to see what surprise gets pulled out of a hat. But it doesn't look good for the players that we want at the moment. I hope it's a surprise of somebody good that would be of substance here because it, it's nice to have Lonnie Walker play well for who is who he is. 
And and when I say who he is, is he's a role player. Role players are going to have good half, good first halves, bad second halves, a good second half, a bad first half, sometimes a bad game, sometimes a really good game. That's why they're role players. But this team needs consistent role players in the starting lineup. Lonnie Walker is a starter by default. I think his best attribute would be the sixth man. Reeves could be a sixth man, but he's a really good seventh guy. So we have guys that are starting right now that would be on the bench in a champ- on a championship team. And until you fill out those three positions in the starting lineup, this team is going to play well as it can, play as well as it can, but there's just not going to be a consistent showing against good teams. Well, I will say, though, in regards to the questions that uh, Richard uh, has said in regards to the defensive rating so far for Patrick Beverly this season, he is at 110.9, I think, which is about a little bit slightly above average, a little bit around right around average, slightly above average. I will say the best defensive rating is 102.4 by none other than Anthony Davis, proving Tom's point, proving Joe's point proving Sean's point about how effective he is on the defensive end. So great news for that as far as defensive player of the year standings, obviously something that he has to be strongly considered for. But the Lakers, due to a great performance from AD, a returning LeBron James, and some good support, got three great quarters from the Lakers today, and they end up winning 105-94, to heading to a 6-11 record. Hopefully we can continue the streak tomorrow. Remember, the live watch party for us starts at 5 p.m. And then afterwards, around 7.30-ish Pacific time, of course, we're going to be here for you at the Lakers Fast Break. But guys, before anybody wants to go ahead and and say anything before we head on out, because you got Laker Tom from Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out his articles. Of course, Joe Sorrell at Lakersball.com. And Sean, guys, any last thoughts before we head on out? We went out in November and finished the month 9 and 11. Okay. Okay, fair enough. John? Uh, you know what? I'm I'm sticking to my guns here. I I really think they're they're gonna pull out the win tomorrow. Um and I'm calling it. I'm calling it. They're not gonna get outscored in the third quarter tomorrow. Right? Okay. It's, it's, that's just not gonna happen. Uh, I'm sticking with my guns. I'm going with we finish uh winning three of the last four here. We we finish eight and twelve, and after the oh five start, you're eight and seven over the past fifteen. You're trending upwards. I like it. Great point by Zangerstein. Uh, that that their take is there's a lesson in life that says you can't have the hundred percent of what you want in life, but getting the seventy percent of it pushes you forward and can build through it. Great well point said. indeed. Joe's actually getting a tear in his eye. Not from the one chip challenge. I do want to mention that Joe has officially said he's going to take the one chip challenge. We are going to determine a date to be named, probably on one of our NBA observation shows. All right, or... I, I can't, I can't let, uh, I can't let my man do this alone. So I'm going to. Oh, I got to let the two of you do it alone. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, we wouldn't want you to die on air there. I'm How about I have like a spicy tamale or something? 
But uh, Joe, you're gonna have to order it for me. All right, that's fine. Just send me your address. I may get some flaming hot Cheetos since you know why you guys flaming hot Cheetos. Food. I can eat in my sleep. This stuff's hot, from what I heard. Uh it is hot indeed. So and we'll it's not hot. That. It's not hot during too. It's hot later. Well, it is hot indeed. Uh, we're gonna determine yeah. exactly. All right, then I I got a I got a acid reflux issue. So I, I, if I were you, Magic man, I, I would I would seriously think about it, and I, I wouldn't yeah. hold it against you if you change your mind. Yeah, if you, probably, acid, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna tap out before. Yeah, I, maybe maybe eat a Dorito or something. Maybe uh, a spicy Dorito. That would <laughs> be a little go. bit less Absolutely. potent. Absolutely. But uh, but uh, I'm, I'll be with you in spirit, Joe. Okay, I appreciate right. it. Thank if you. My, so Sean is a stomach... no on the one chip challenge. Joe Rich. is yes. Rich. We're gonna we're gonna talk about what day we're gonna do. We haven't decided not yet if it's on NBA observations, Sacred History One on One, or a post games. We're gonna decide to do it because we want to get you guys involved and out there to go ahead and support Joe when this happens. We might actually dedicate a show in and of itself to it. We haven't figured that out yet, but we'll go ahead and talk about it. It's gonna be come up in the not too distant future. We're gonna make sure everybody's a part of it, and we're glad to go ahead and see that Joe is graciously going to do that. He doesn't have to. But we're glad that he's going to do the one chip challenge and man of his word right there for you. But before we head on out, I guess uh, any guys, you know, when it comes to the Lakers, 6 and 11, where do you see them stand heading into December? You see them heading into a 9 11 record? I see 8 and 12. I think they're going to okay. lose one more game before the end of the month. I, I, okay. I, yeah, I'm sticking to my guns too. I think 8 and 12, but I like Tom's optimism. Okay. Well, make sure you eat something. You need something in your stomach before you eat the chips. Just, a, just a heads up, guys. I know this is going to hurt. I'm still human. But I have been blessed by God to have a phenomenal uh, digestive system. Okay. Uh, and I have a high threshold for pain. So I'll, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. I, I slept wrong a couple of nights ago. And I strained the inside of my shoulder blade on the left side. And I had to stand for 12 hours and walk at Disneyland yesterday in pain that was very closely resembles a toothache. If you ever, any of you have had a really bad toothache, it's one of the worst pains you'll ever have in your life. It mm-hmm. almost feels like somebody's sitting there going ding, 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 ding on your head nonstop. Just imagine being asleep and someone just doing this and you can't stop them. Like you can't say, hey, get away. It's there nonstop. So, and I don't like taking drugs. I loathe drugs. I'm not saying I haven't taken an Advil, but I would prefer not to take dope. Uh, it's probably why my immune system's so good. Um, but that's a, that's a discussion for another. That's a discussion. Tom, I think you were petting so many animals that you were put yourself. <laughs> well, he's petting his cat. Petting, petting my cat just came in and he petted his cat. But Tom, you I think you put yourself on mute before you were, you were doing that. So. He's said, unmute yourself right there, my friend. Yes, there you go. Yeah, I, I was in honor of petting my cat. I was. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Okay. So well, he I'm sits, gonna, I'm he sits p- behind the monitor. He sits behind the laptop because he likes the heat. Uh, so, so I think I think I think Sean should do, do some blue magic when 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 blue magic signs on, and then when Richard signs on, since his name is short for Rich, and I'm obviously rich, I can start blowing up a little money. Okay. See, well, blue magic blue magic thought our, that was a small dog connect with our fans you know we're trying to the best we can and i will say that 
that went you over know, everybody's. Black Friday. I hope you guys and gals out there got the great. Black that's the Friday bad joke. That go, that's the bad joke that gets this. Yay! But I hope you got the Black Friday deals that you were looking for because the best deal on Black Friday is us, right here. I, I buy things that aren't on sale, G. Well, we are. We're we're always a great value. We're always a great value. Here. We're free. Even on Black Friday. Even we're off Black Friday. We're free. Because we're free. That's right. The best value in town for Lakers podcasts is right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Please go ahead and subscribe so you get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air. Please subscribe on YouTube. We need all the subscribers we can get, and it's much appreciated if you do. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Lakers Fast Break. Evolving Cause has been great for us. <laughs> Mask up. Just truly appreciate all the support you give us there. And of course, if you have any questions the old-fashioned way, you can always email us. Like we got a great email the other day, and we responded to it as well. So appreciate that great email, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. Well, once again, the Lakers do win 105-94. to 94. We'll be back to do this again tomorrow. Will it be two for two in San Antonio? Will they like going ahead and right there on the riverfront, going ahead and having a great time at the expense of the San Antonio Spurs. We'll go ahead and find out. Petting my cat, Howard Hill, Richard Zangerstein, you've been incredible in the chat room. Blue Magic, everybody. Tycoon Rave, everybody in the best Lakers chat room that's out there. We truly appreciate you being part of it. Hope everyone had a happy and safe Thanksgiving. A tremendous Black Friday and got all the good stuff because unfortunately I didn't get it. Unfortunately, I, they sold out of what I was looking for. But hopefully there'll still be good things happening to you. This weekend, and the Lakers as well, if you return to us on Saturday, right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. One-chip challenge, Joe. Yummy, yummy. Looking forward to it. (laughs) 